get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Chuck rumors, they continue to swirl. And alongside Brandon Kylie and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Alex Ferrario. And to get updates on Matthew Kachuk, let's be honest, Matt Larkin of the Daily Faceoff, he knew what he was getting into when he agreed to come on with us today. We head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. He's one of my favorites, Matt Larkin, who works for the Daily Faceoff, uh, does phenomenal work. You could follow him on Twitter at MLarkin. Matt, how are you today, buddy? Oh, I'm good. Very good, sort of. Starting to feel the come down from the crazy wave of free agency, except it's a strange year where we've got two of the top guys still out there, Nazem Kadri and John Klingberg. So it feels like we're just waiting to start our summers. So hopefully these guys sign soon. Well, that that's what I think a lot of people are focused on. And then, of course, in St. Louis, Matt, all of this Matthew Kachuk news continues to swirl around of, you know, him not going to arbitration and then the team filing for arbitration last night. Where are you at with Matthew Kachuk in Calgary? Are you starting to lean towards he's going to be traded soon? I think I am. And I think that was sort of the... The, the, the word on the street, the whispers, if you will, and it was if Johnny Gaudreau is not part of the long-term plans, will it mean that Matthew Kachuk does not want to be part of the long-term plans as well? And there are so many different scenarios you could see playing out. Would it be a trade to Ottawa? Would it be there? I think the St. Louis connection, of course, the family connection there is very important. I think it would be fair to consider the Blues a front runner. Of course, a team that I assume would want to be all in to get Kachuk especially because he's just such a difference maker as a player. He can do everything. He's physical. He has a 100-point season under his belt now. Not even his dad had that. There are so many things he does well, and I think he can really single-handedly change a team's fortunes. So if it seems like there's not going to be a long-term resolution, it's crazy because the Calgary Flames, to me, they were a team I thought was a Stanley Cup contender. I had them going all the way to the final. They just had sort of a lapse in their goaltending. And they still, to me, were a cup contender on paper. Now you remove one popsicle stick from the little house, Johnny Gaudreau, and it seems like there's talk of rebuilding, blowing up the whole thing, which is just crazy to to think about at the moment. If Matthew Kachuk ends up being traded, Matt, and you see the Blues potentially offering a guy like, uh, let's say it's a Jordan Cairo, is that probably going to be the best player that ends up becoming available for Calgary in a deal is, is a guy like a Jordan Cairo? Yes, I think that's the exact player that I would point to. I think the package would, of course, have to include more than him. You could see like a Scott Perunovich tossed in there, maybe a Zach Bolduc as well. I think it might take all three of those players, for example. And I even wonder, would Calgary need you to fold in another roster player, a veteran from the the Blues lineup? I don't think someone like Robert Thomas would be part of it. Obviously, he just signed the long-term deal. But the fact that Kairou still hasn't signed his extension yet, and we know it's going to be big money, you could use even Robert Thomas as a comparable, I think there's there's sort of a a mystery when you look at his long-term fate, which is similar to what you see with Kachuk. So I think absolutely the package would have to start with Kairou. He would be the player I would choose to go the other way. If this does come to be, Matt, and again, if all signs start pointing to Matthew Kachuk being traded, you would imagine St. Louis is at the front of this conversation. 
how would you view that team? And I guess the, the second part of that question is, how do you view that this team now without Matthew Kachuk on it? Yeah, it's, it's tough because obviously you can't exactly know what the return would be. But let's say if we play it out in our minds and it's Kyrie going the other way, then yes, of course, the Blues would be a major contender in the Western Conference. I just really like their forward depth. I think it was a major strength last year. I still think it's a strength, even with David Perron gone. Obviously, he was an absolute wizard on the power play. But without him there, if you're bringing in Matthew Kachuk in that scenario, you're still going to have a really strong top six, top nine even. The weird thing with the Blues for me is that, you know, they're a really well-coached team, and I really like their forward group. But defensively, they've really slipped in the last couple of years. This is not the Blues team. If you go back 10 years ago to the teams under Ken Hitchcock that were allowing so few shots, even the team that won the Stanley Cup in 2019 – this version of the Blues team, they give up a lot of chances. They were one of the, the weakest, if not the weakest, defensive team going into the playoffs. And it was really the play of Billy Huso, especially in the regular season, that, re- that masked those tendencies. And I don't know if those, those tendencies have been repaired. With all due respect to Nick Letty, bringing him in, you get the veteran presence. But if you actually look at his underlying numbers, you could argue he was caved in a little bit defensively during the playoffs. So I see a similar team. I see a team that has great firepower, great forward depth, I think Jordan Bennington showed signs, especially in the playoffs before he got hurt, of turning things around. So hopefully an above-average goaltender. And I still think subpar defensive play. So to me, that makes for a very interesting team. I found the Blues this past season were the most entertaining version of themselves that I've seen in a long time. So I would say this would be a contending team, an entertaining team, but a team that needs to improve defensively. So let's go down this uh, winding path together here for a moment, Matt, because we talked to Jeremy Rutherford earlier today and he said he thinks that the Blues could still be active. Like it's it might be a Matthew Kachuk trade and then they might also end up moving in part because of the money that is required to be moved. Vladimir Tarasenko as well. So you could see something like the top three right wingers from this team a year ago no longer being on the roster in 2022. If that ends up happening and they had to go back to the market for another winger, are there anybody is there anybody on the market that you think makes sense for the Blues in that like probably mid-level type of money? Like we're talking about 2 to 3 million dollars or below. Is there anybody that could still help them that's out there on the market? There is, especially if you're looking the 2 to 3 million dollar range, I think someone like Evan Rodriguez would be someone to look at. He showed some really nice flashes with Pittsburgh. He's got great speed. And he wasn't, you know, a top-tier prospect, but he popped a little bit back in the day playing college on a line with Jack Eichel. I think he showed flashes, and I think he brings some nice speed to the table as well. Uh, if you're looking for a tier above that, I think one of the better wingers who's still on the market is Nito Niederreiter. He's pretty versatile. He can play left or right wing. He has a bit of a goal-scoring touch. He's physical. He's durable. So that would be sort of a mid-range guy. That would be in a, a scenario where Tarasenko was going out because I don't think you could afford Niederreiter the other way. And the, the other question in my mind in terms of just money, and let's say Tarasenko was still staying around, can you find a way to move Marco Scandella's contract? Because that's someone who I don't think is really part of the long-term solution. And I don't want to say it's dead money, but I don't think it's a contract that has aged particularly well. Uh, and that's, I think, a cap hit you, you'd love to get off the books, in my opinion, if you're Doug Armstrong, and that would free up space to pursue more depth than whether it's a guy like an Evan Rodriguez or Nino Niederreiter. Sticking on the defensive side, Matt, your teammate uh, at Daily Faceoff, Frank Saravalli, put that out there, I think it was right before free agency, that uh, there have been conversations uh, kind of surrounding Tory Krug. If it's not Marco Scandella, can you see there being interest for Tory Krug on the trade market? 
Absolutely. I think just because his skill set is something that every team covets. He's an excellent puck mover. He plays with, I think, more fire than a lot of defensemen his size as well. He plays bigger than his size. He's got a lot of experience, deep playoff runs as well. So to me, I could see there being a market, especially because Tory Krug, his numbers as a blue have not obviously been what they were with the, with the Boston Bruins when he had so many of the elite forwards on the planet playing with him on that power play. Of course, that's going to elevate his numbers. But the thing is, he has shown what he's capable of if you surround him with the right teammates, put him in the right situation. You throw him on a contending team with a really high octane offense. I think his numbers can pop again. With Blues, with the Blues, you could argue there's a bit of redundancy, right? So you have Nick Letty who can move the puck on the left side. You also have Justin Falk who's capable of moving the puck on the right side. Even Colton Pareko, he's a puck mover. Scott Perunovich is a puck mover. You have a lot of mobility on this blue line. So I don't know whether that's why we haven't seen Tory Krug completely spread his wings, but I don't think the upside is gone by any means. And in the right situation, I think plenty of teams would be interested in him. Final question that I've got for you, Matt. When you look at the Western Conference playoff teams from a year ago, how many of them do you think are better today than they were when they went to the playoffs last year? Ooh, that's a good question. I think the Los Angeles Kings are, uh, of course, bringing in Kevin Fiala. I think they've sort of uh, officially, not officially, but unofficially, I guess is the better way to put it, announced that their rebuild is over. They're moving into contention mode. They reached that critical mass of young players. So Fiala, obviously, is a huge upgrade to their top six. I don't know if the Edmonton Oilers are better, per se, but I do think that just the way they've handled their offseason has been a massive win so far. Bringing in Jack Campbell, I do think, is an upgrade over Mike Smith. And just the fact they were able to keep Evander Kane and manage to relieve themselves of Mike Smith and Duncan Keith on their salary cap. So many things have gone right. They bring back Brett Kulak as well. So to me, the Oilers, you could argue, maybe got a tiny bit better. Overall, though, if I'm looking at the West, I think the East has been the more aggressive conference upgrading so far. And most of the Western Conference, to me, has been more stagnant, especially in the Central Division. If you look at whether it's Winnipeg or Nashville or Dallas, even Colorado, they're just fighting to keep their pieces, right? So the Central, to me, is a lot more wide open for the taking if there's a team that can make an upgrade between now and the start of the season. Matt, you're one of the best, buddy. Always appreciate the time. Uh, a very heavy workload over these last couple of weeks, but you guys have done great work over at the Daily Faceoff. So enjoy the little bit of vacation, and we look forward to talking with you again once the uh, season starts back up. Thank you, guys. Anytime. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.